I read these simple, holy statements from Jesus, and I think, my God, everywhere I look, we are living the, the first half of each sentence. The blessed ours, but still not yet the for they wills. And I see you. I see you who are mourning. Mourning lost jobs, lost identities, lost loved ones, lost time together. I see you who are poor in spirit, feeling so worn down by this constellation of demands from home and work and world that are simply impossible to meet. I see you who hunger and thirst for righteousness and who still are not filled. I see you striving to make peace in a world of division with those fruits not yet born. I see you. And friends, there is so much that I long to offer you in that space. I want to us, I want us to be able to all gather in close, filling this space with our warmth and connection, our voices rising in harmony. I want to meet, meet each of you around this altar, breaking bread, taking strength together to continue on. I want to be able to remind you of how we can lean on each other, literally and figuratively holding each other up. I long for the time when this is a palpable reality, our coming together as Christ's body, shoulder to actual shoulder. And we can't. Not like that, obviously. And it is the faithful response still. But how then, how then do we live this? How do we carry on living from the first half of these beatitudes into the second, into the kingdom part? Because that's what Jesus is doing here. He's seeing people as they are, recognizing what is happening right now in their lives. He does not minimize the challenge. He does not sugarcoat the pain. And he also doesn't stay there. He's clear that this heartache will not be the last word. What follows, sentence by sentence, is his promise of how this life will be transformed in the kingdom that he is ushering into being. And still, so much of how we conceive of these promises, how we imagine them being made manifest, depends on communities gathering in person and being physically present to those who mourn, offering them our comfort and offering food and advocacy to those who hunger, who long to topple the oppression all around us. 
and working together in our cities for peace. What then? How is the kingdom breaking in now? Well, it's, it's no accident that we have this gospel reading on this All Saints Sunday. Walking around our, neighbors, our neighborhoods, I see all manner of skeletons and zombies and ghosts and ghost pirates and a whole lot more. Uh, this, this jovial way of pointing to the deeper truth of these days. All Hallows' Eve, yesterday, now All Saints' Day, and tomorrow All Souls'. Our attention is drawn towards the the thin space of these days. Somehow the, the veil seems to become more translucent, more permeable. We're not as separated as we sometimes feel or fear, neither from each other nor from all those we love and see no longer. I love these days and they make my soul tremble. These days ask a lot of us if we really show up to them. And this week, my mind was carried back to All Saints and All Souls days across the years, these times when we gather a little more honestly than usual, with more lament than and also with our hearts cracked a little more, uh, a little more open, making more room to contain it all. One such day in particular lodged in my mind from four years ago. Again, we were approaching these holy days in the midst of national division and such uncertainty, wondering what would happen and how we would find our way forward together. Early that November, my my family and I had flown back to Indiana, to my hometown, to celebrate our goddaughter's baptism. The The weight of these days hung around me, though, in remembering my son and remembering my mom, remembering all those that we long for, And so, weary as I was from that longing, I headed out for a run one afternoon. I made my way to a trail that had once been a railroad, one which I hadn't been on in, well, gosh, maybe 25 years? It had been a long time. Trees arched up over the trail, forming a tunnel, but not many of the leaves remained And so the late afternoon sun just poured through. Gold was all around, golden leaves carpeting the empty path, some golden leaves still clinging to the trees, and this golden sun. I was running speed intervals, honing my form for a fast-approaching race, but in this moment, I... I'd forgotten the watch on my wrist. I was, I was letting my feet compel themselves on almost independently, pulling me forward. The crunch 
of gravel under my feet was the only sign of humans in this tunnel. More golden leaves fluttered down, sailing free, and, and bright sun was catching in my eyelashes. As I ran, a few lines of a poem sparked in my mind. And I was alive in the blizzard of the blossoming pear. Myself, I stood in the storm of the bird cherry tree. It was all leaf life and star shower, unerring, self-shattering power. And it was all aimed at me. This light I saw, it was happening all around me. The warm breeze picked up as I ran slowly forward, exhausted, alive. As the light blurred into me, dissolving the, the border of myself, I, I fell into this, this sort of heightened sense, receiving it. And there upon me was a surge of clarity. I was running through, running with, the communion of saints, in and around and through the great cloud of witnesses. These holy ones were in my breath, sweeping around me, leading me on the path forward, holding my feet up. It felt like a vision, but not one I saw so much as one I had entered into. This old Hoosier trail, cutting, cutting through this thin strip of forest back behind warehouses and the National Guard armory and abandoned boxcars and the boarded up hostess bakery thrift shop. All this was holy ground. This was holy air swirling past me, all this teeming with saints. I reached out my hands, swimming them forward, palpably surrounded with grace. It was a gift, a way forward, a way into and through these thin days. This is the realm Jesus beckons us into one of such deep connection that bread or no bread, songs or silence, arms around each other, or just faces adjacent in those tiny little boxes on Zoom, we can trust that we are not alone. This is his promise that the communion he weaves through his body, dispersed and yet still one, will hold. It will weather it all. Anything that can be thrown at us, persecution, loneliness, fear, even death, those trials are real and they are painful and they do not have the last word. This is what he promises. Again and again, beatitude by beatitude, Jesus offers the assurance of his realm. But it's not just at the end of time. It's, it's breaking in all around us, even now. It is here present even as we are spread so far apart these days. And I wonder, 
I hope and I wonder how this can be our strength. In the absence of communion and casseroles, as we still fast from joining hand in hand across this wondrous sanctuary, as we wait to throng together in celebration and adventure and hard work all across this land, still we are held. We are joined and carried, woven one with another, all together with the communion of saints. We are joined by all these blessedly ordinary people. All those who have loved God and loved each other and struggled in countless ways to do both. They lend us their strength and their love that we might carry on also. And so, friends, as that, as that veil thins these days, as we remember all those we love and see no longer, as we think about all those living saints we long to be with right now, lean into the truth and the promise of the communion of saints. They have been here, where we are now, and they join us still, as present as the light dancing all around us.